1: Yes, and uh, I explained it uh, briefly yesterday on episode seventy nine in the beginning segment too. Just from having watched the video, but the the greatest part about it is, it does not. Uh, okay, so if you want to believe the CO two is the pollution, doesn't it does not it stop. All. It doesn't reduce it at all. In fact, they can even pollute more as long as they're buying the carbon credits. And the best part about the whole scam excuse me the best part about the whole scam is at the end of the day the real cost gets passed on to you the consumer because you don't really think that let's say the uh, widget maker who is emitting uh, 100 trillion uh, tons of carbon who has to buy 100 trillion tons of carbon credits is actually going to absorb that cost. No, it just gets tacked onto the cost of the t shirt. So you are being yeah. taxed by these criminals and then sitting up on the top level there in the IPCC. You have Al Gore. You have the Bush family. There's all types of people. So for the top players in this scheme, and this is just one scheme out of several big schemes that are all part of this Technocracy Incorporated current day. But those guys, yes, they get to enrich themselves. They're the crime bosses. All right. but, But see, it's bigger than that. And we'll get into this, obviously, over the next several episodes about CBDC and UBI where this is all going. It's bigger than that because it's like COVID land, the high school theater production. As I tell people there was the grift, In the industry, they created all the people that sell masks and sell hand sanitizer and sell bumper stickers and jabs and boosters and testing kits and everything else. But it's not just they didn't orchestrate a worldwide pandemic in order to enrich themselves off vaccines because there's other ways they could make money. I mean at the end of the day these guys the bankers they control the spreadsheets. They could just go into their spreadsheet and add another zero next to their name. They could pump up somebody's stock and they make them, you know, richer overnight. So it's bigger than that. It's more devious than just Bush and Al Gore pocketing cash. Don't you think so? It is. And the whole COVID thing is we're going to see uh,
2: in my opinion it was they they were planning a a scamdemic but they weren't ready to roll it out. And the banking system started to collapse because globally, we are in a two-tier debt-based monetary system. And the debt has gotten too big. Like even in the United States, if you add up the social security, Medicare, Department of Defense, the mandatory congressional spend, it is less than the tax revenue received. That is no different than you now having to borrow money to pay your credit card payment. Or your interest on your credit card. In other words, you are now in a negative loop. It is you are spiraling towards bankruptcy, right? This fiat-based monetary currency system globally is going to collapse. They're trying to manage that collapse. And the banks were about to collapse in September of 2019.
1: Yeah, and what are we uh, What are we now, $31 trillion in debt with almost $300 trillion in unfunded liabilities that they admit to, that they admit to? Yeah, but the unfunded
2: liabilities don't matter because, as we'll see, that's going to turn into, oh, we'll pay it in the form of UBI or uh, on your CBDC and your chip in your hand. We'll get to that. You want your Social Security? That's where it's going to go. You want your pension? That's where it's going to go.
1: Or they could have taken care of that with uh, the jab. We won't know that for another few years.
2: (laughs) Catherine Catherine Austin Fitz has talked about that too. They certainly, they've they've raped the country, stolen a whole trillion of dollars, and they certainly don't want to pay those retirement and medical liabilities. So yeah, if they kill off 20% of the population, even better for them.
1: Well, Um, yeah, and let's just just make this clear, because I mentioned it on my show and I talked to you about it too. People have to remember... Part of this, like, so you would say to yourself, okay, if these guys are crime bosses, why don't they just come out one, uh, one day, you know, all wearing their purple ties, the Republicans and Democrats, they have the puppets, the politicians, their spokesmen, go up to the podium and just say, look, Social Security's bankrupt, this is bankrupt, we're not giving you anything. All right, they have the power to go out and do that if they want to, but at the end of the day, folks, these guys are not... If we if we don't believe they're cyborgs yet, they're still just flesh and blood. All right. And so the lowest end of the totem pole of this elite social engineering class are the politicians, your supposed elected the representatives. Yeah, they the are the salesmen. People. They're the actors that pretend that they are your representatives, but they're the lowest end. They're like the used car salesman. And so they come out to the podium and they say that. Well, guess who the first person whose house is gonna get burned down and literally <laughs> people showing up with pitchforks and um, and torches you saw and the shotguns. Sri Lanka
2: video, right? Yeah, <laughs> they stormed the president of Sri Lanka's house and burned, torched it, and they were pushing the cars into the river. Hundred percent. That's a it's a, a great buffer for the Rockefellers,
1: right? So the big, you know, the big worry, and and again, when we talk about buy-in. They have to have buy-in on this stuff from all levels, including the politicians. Although those politicians don't really have power and they could throw them out of office anytime they want. They can release some scandal tomorrow and then drive them out of uh, public office. But they have to have buy-in from them. Because those people, whether you think about it like a Trump or a Joe Biden or an AOC or a Mitch McConnell, it doesn't really matter. They have to get them behind closed doors and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And if you say, go out to the mic, you're going to tell people Social Security's done, you're not getting a nickel, go screw yourself. They go, wait a second, dude, my mansion's going to get burned down. I'm going to get dragged out into the streets and beaten to death in my front yard. So they can't do that. Everything has to be done with this slow boil with propaganda with brainwashing with mind control thats why all this stuff that i've been talking about plays into this because at the end of the day you're you're trying to corral 7.7 billion people into this system worldwide you're dealing with There's a number a lot of that different could go wrong yeah you're dealing with a number of different nation states different cultures different histories i mean we think about it i just spent you know a month in poland the people in poland are a lot different than the people here you know here we've been so diluted because of all the demographic warfare game that's been played in this country for the last 50 years but when you go to poland 98 percent of the people there are polish and they have a history and they overcame you know fascism from the west and communism from the east now the united states is over there like so we got the fascist communist united states over there playing with them now but so their whole culture is completely different so to sell them into a cbdc system (laughs) is a hell of a lot different than trying to sell people in the united states into a cbd system so it is very very complicated and at the same time you see that they're seeming like they're trying to push this forward at warp speed, a document you just found coming out of the United Nations that basically tells them uh the window's closing folks, we got to speed this up. <laughs> you know, they're up against a clock as well. It's literally so
2: literally titled the closing window.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> so I mean titled, I just started laughing when I when I opened that document. I'm like, you kidding me? That's what you titled <laughs> What are you the pushback must be really
1: big and they're freaking out well well that's what what i was gonna say that's why i think it's a balance so i used to say to myself they have all the power in the world they could do whatever they want but they can't really they this takes a lot of effort even to get everyone in the up let's say politicians and up around the world there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of those people that they have to get to buy in on this system as well. Because some of right. those guys are going to go, wait a second, hold on, hold on, hold on, this CBDC crap. What are you talking? What happens to the 100 million that I stole over the last 25 years while I was in Congress? Where does that go? I'm changing this in for carbon credits? What the hell? See, they're all going to have to be absorbed somewhat into the system, or they're going to be made promises like, no, dude, you're going to get to keep your gold bars. You're going to get to keep all of your assets so it all has to be managed from the top
2: sometimes those politicians go off the rail they go off script there's a guy in canada i don't remember who he was uh somebody called in he's like doing some q a thing somebody calls in and says uh but what about ivermectin you know what's wrong with ivermectin and he goes he doesn't answer the question about ivermectin he goes and starts talking about the vaccine and what he's the, the script right and then, at the end, he goes, "I'd just like to finish up with thank by thanking the people that brought the rain <laughs> <laughs> That's how he ended it and then he he was out of out of office two weeks later
1: <laughs> well, you know, and that's I talked about that on the interview with uh with Mike Moore when I was on the Thomas Paine podcast last week. Uh, you know in the world we live this is what's so dangerous about the technocracy in this prison planet is if someone goes and steps out of line like let's say a politician has had enough of it and they just decide you know what i'm not a psychopath i'm going to come out to the mic because people always say why don't why didn't trump or why doesn't this one come out and tell the truth well let's pretend they're not bought and paid for they're not a total horrible person It is so easy in the system we live in when they have control of media, social media, control of the banks, they oversee the mortgage on your house, uh, everything, that they literally could make someone vanish without even killing you. You could be completely depersoned. If they take... Like, let's say AOC runs out to the mic and she goes, Listen, I saw the 3,000 pages. It's a lie. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. They're not really for helping the people. They can literally throw her out of Congress tomorrow morning, shut down all of her social media accounts, bar any journalists that work for mainstream media, which has all been consolidated, from interviewing her. She's not allowed on MSNBC, can't go on CNN, isn't allowed on Rose Fox. In her house
2: freezer bank account right
1: closer yeah Yeah. closer house freezer bank account she's no one within a matter of one week they can have you living under a bridge in a tent like literally like you go well well, can't she talk to people Dude, they could shut her cell phone off like boom she can't even call anybody anymore that is how they could make you evaporate and I think that is part of nowadays what the carrot and the stick is the carrot is if you play along and you operate with this system will enrich you will make sure you're taken care of. We'll make sure you're going to get all your CBDC tokens. Uh, some of these guys are probably promised like some crazy immortality, uh, brain-uploading nonsense from the transhumanists. But if you cross us, you'll be living under a bridge tomorrow. This is why, I think, part of why they shut down the Epstein network. They didn't. They don't need that kind of blackmail anymore. First off, they've normalized everything, like including pedophilia. So what, what are you going to blackmail somebody with that now? They don't need it. Now the blackmail is listen pal, you step on a line, you'll be living under a bridge somewhere out in Los Angeles. <laughs> I mean that's unless, pretty much how they got you.
2: And you have the ability to go live in the woods in Alaska and be self-sufficient. Good luck.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
1: Exactly, which a lot of us are trying to figure out how to do. Right. <laughs> so, right. All
2: right, so now. Right, so let's look at the IPCC carbon credit scheme. Oh, yeah. What's this? Another- oh, yeah, this is it. So that, that oh, yeah. carbon credit scheme that we just went through, let's look at it in real life. This is not a pilot. This is not a game war game, you know scenario thing. This actually exists in the U.S. It's called the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. I spoke about it on one of the hot wires with Mike. So what this is is a collection of, I think, 11 states in the Northeast, and that big gray hole of Pennsylvania uh, is coming because they actually have people named to To represent Pennsylvania but or positions name, but not people yet. So it's coming from Pennsylvania, it'll be 12 states. And what this says is, and you're gonna post these documents so people can read the highlighted stuff. What it says is, is if you're a power plant, you have to pay or buy, we're gonna give you so many carbon credits or you call them tokens every year. And if you emit more CO2 than those carbon tokens, then you have to buy more from us. It's the same scheme we just wiped that was just whiteboarded out. It's the same exact scheme. You're a power plant, you're not na- you're a coal-fired power plant or a natural gas power p- f- power plant. You you emit more CO2 than a wind wind farm. Of course, the calculation of the wind farm, they're not calculating all the CO2 that was burnt from the diesel uh, you know, construction equipment that <laughs> strip mine the earth and dug all this stuff up and processed it. They don't count all that. It's it's going forward. Like once the wind bundles are installed and they're spinning by wind, that's what they're counting. So of course that's zero, ba- basically, right? Uh, and they claim it's re- renewable, but when the parts break, it's really replaceable. So this is the scheme. You have to go and pay pay for this. And as you said, okay, let's say you live in upstate New York and your power plant is a natural gas power plant, and right across the border in Vermont is A nuclear power plant um, your power is going to be more expensive than theirs because they have that extra tax or buying more carbon credits than the other one
1: it's a grip yeah let me just read that highlighted that first highlighted part so it says within the regional greenhouse gas initiative states uh, within the uh, regional greenhouse gas initiative states, regulated power plants must acquire one RGGI CO2 allowance for every short ton of CO2 they admit. The RGGI states distribute allowances at quarterly auctions where they can be purchased by power plants and other entities. Uh, this is just, it's amazing. I mean, really. I, you know, sometimes I say to myself, why Dustin, were you always a rebel? Unfortunately, my father was a cop before I was born. And right around the time I was born, he decided he was going to try to fight City Hall. uh, And he went up against his own union. It was all had to do with corruption. And for some reason, I was born with that in me, in my DNA, watching my dad be a rebel my whole life and try to fight the system. If I just went to college and joined the system... I'd be working for the freaking winners here. <laughs> These guys are fantastic. I mean, they are ingenious how they do this. Yeah, this, this is, is why a... you
2: have to realize first too that car, the this whole CO two narrative, if you follow the real science, it doesn't it doesn't make sense? Because this is an outright theft.
1: Yeah, they've and created guys- an. It's just the hustle. They've created an entire industry, an entire school of thought out of thin air.
2: Yeah, and you know those guys that wrote that book, The Earth Brokers, in 1992 and said, hey, this is nothing but going to make inequality between the elites and and the rest of us way worse. Wait till you start seeing some of these other documents we're going to go through on on later shows. We need to keep a running total of the annual amount of money that they're they're saying we need because it will blow your mind. It's trillions upon trillions upon trillions every
1: year. Well, let me ask you this. Based on that, are they, during this process in which they're putting the architecture and the infrastructure together, are they going to continue to just print more fiat dollars to bribe people along the way? Or do you think at some point they're going to switch over to a CBDC while they continue to do this? Or do they keep printing fiat dollars and, and handing people more no, money? To I,
2: I think they'll keep printing fiat um- keep the system on on life support as long as they can until they have the architecture for CBDC behind the scenes ready. Um, and Richard Werner, for those that don't know that, he, he, he's a professor, he's a world-renowned expert on central banks, he used to be a consultant for the Bank of Japan, wrote a book, Princess of the Inn, which turned into a documentary, actually created quantitative easing back in the 90s. He's the one that thought of it. But he's all over this as a, as a scheme and a grip and CBDC. It's his opinion not mine because I'm not at that level, that they have pumped the brakes on the retail version of CBDC and they're going to just keep pushing forward with the wholesale version uh, as long as they can keep the banking system alive because, as you mentioned, you know, with COVID, a lot of us feel like they overplayed their hand and if they push this CBDC microchip UBI thing too far too fast, Nobody's gonna buy it, right? There's a lot of skeptics after the the their injections didn't work and they weren't safe and effective. There's a lot of people saying, Yeah, no, you know, look at the number of people that, that got the first shot, the second shot, the third shot, the fourth, it's gone way down, right? And they've told everybody they know. So if they re- literally roll out the CBDC scheme like next year, it's never gonna work. Never. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna buy into it. You <laughs> do they'll have pitchforks in the in the front yard, right? so they have to slow walk this stuff and I think that makes a lot of sense um, but we need, to, we need to keep letting people show, show people how much of a scheme this whole electric everything which ties into the control grid you've talked about in technocracy right they want you living in a smart city like Agenda 21 where all this surveillance stuff is all over the place your phone is tracking you everything's digital, everything's tied in with 5G. And 5G towers, you know, you've seen them, I've seen them, we've all seen them, those little weird looking like like uh, cylinder things. Well, yeah. those aren't just this, the 5G towers in cities. Um, and this is just a sidebar. I, when I was driving to Texas a few months ago, I was paying attention, uh, yeah, I'm not flying, but to drive to Texas, every exit, like every exit off the the highway, they had these big giant like 200 foot weird like uh, UFO looking light things they put up. And it's really weird looking. And then if you notice on every on and off ramp, they put three street lights, okay? But they're the flat street lights were in the housing, and I've seen some electricians show this on like on on uh, Twitter. They open the housing up and there's a little teeny tiny 5G uh, like like antenna in there, okay? So they are everywhere. Not only are they in the major cities for 90 miles between Texarkana and Dallas, 90 miles. I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere. They have these lights. Mm-hmm. So they want everything digital, everything, including your car, your, your bank account, and your, the chip in your hand, and your car. Because if you don't follow their social credit rules and you you, you know get put in timeout like a teenager – and they tell you, well, you can't go eat pizza uh, or you can't drive five miles past your house. Everything digital shuts off. Or if you try to buy pizza, it's connected to your social cor- score, to the chip in your hand. They won't let you buy pizza. Oh, yeah. That's Hundred- the, that's, that's the slave system they're building. Oh, so yeah. Tra- yeah. So we have to backtrack. Yeah. So we have to backtrack. That's the technocracy slave system, right? That's the technocracy from the 30s. That's how they see it in 2050 okay and that's the slave system and and go
1: ahead oh i was going to say no as we're going through these documents these literally could just be bundled right in with all the library of stuff i found on technocracy incorporated these these are just the very well detailed and now fitting into the technology they actually have access to. That's why I said to the audience, Technocracy Inc. wasn't really that much of a threat in my eyes back in 1919, 1933, 1942, because they didn't have the technology to be able to manage a system like that. Like, they had this idea, we'll just create this association of 10,000 scientists and engineers that are the elites, and we'll run all the factories. Well, you can't stop the people from revolting. Now you can. So when I have a lot of friends that say to me, Well, what about the United Nations? They think they're going to put United Nations military here, and they're going to police people and corral up the dissenters into FEMA camps. I said, they don't need to. What you don't understand is if we're all operating off a government-issued – this is in simple terms – a government-issued crypto wallet that you're accessing – via your smartphone or via your VR headset or your brain chip just or the chip the in your hand, they just turn it off. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you they, go, they send you an alert and it says, listen, clown, get back in order or you're going to end up homeless. And then you just do what you're told. Um, exactly. The other thing I just wanted to bring up is as you're talking about this, just for the audience to start thinking about this stuff, eventually my plan, my idea is we're going to end up having to take Everything I'm doing, everything Mike does, everything Jim's talking about, the stuff Maria talks about, the stuff that people like Whitney Webb talk about, and um, Catherine Austin Fitz, and John Titus, and all these people, this stuff is going to have to eventually be boiled down into a Thomas Paine-style common-sense pamphlet like literally it's going to be difficult because everybody has thousands upon thousands of hours of work into this but boil down into something that's literally 10 pages either as a powerpoint a printed pamphlet whatever it may be that can explain this to laymen in a way that they, doesn't just look like some alex jones conspiracy theory because if you want to try to wake up people to it Again, the most you can do in your life is rejected. As Jim says, you know, on Twitter, use cash, go analog, you know, buy local, source your, uh, all your food from local farmers. The same thing that I'm doing in my life. You know, that's the beginning of it. Like, people want a big solution. Look, if, if we all were, if were in agreement right now. We'd come together, pool our resources, buy a million acres in Montana. We'd all move there, start a half Amish community, build a wall around it, and dare these people to come in and try to stop us. But that's not going to happen. You can't get people on board with that. So you can start to do that, though, in your Personal life by rejecting the system. If you get one, two, three, four, five percent of people to start to do these things in their personal lives to withdraw from the matrix, that's going to have a big effect. That actually creates a bunch of resistors for them. And I'm not just saying resisting just by not wearing a mask in the grocery store. You end up having to stick you it have to them to by get off
2: the couch and do something.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and if you can't take the Amazon Ring cameras down off your house and say, screw you, sell those to some idiot on Facebook Marketplace or something, and start to do these things, stop going to the local big chain grocery stores opened by these, owned by these international conglomerates that are selling you gmo garbage food that's actually killing Fire
2: you. Bank of America.
1: Yeah, exactly. All Close right. your accounts at the big banks and open up accounts at these small non-FDIC banks. If you can't do those little things, then you, there's you're not fighting the system at all.
2: No. No. Now, it's th- interesting, they, at the conference I was at, there was uh there, this is just to give some people hope cuz when you're first stumbling th- through all this stuff or you're still, you know, you're in that first phase where it's just so overwhelming and so big, you just feel like well, there's nothing I can do. Right. Well, anybody can move their bank account. Anybody can start shopping at local organic farmers. Anybody can, you know, have the power company come out and take the smart meter off their house. You can get rid of Wi Fi and hardwire your house. You can get rid of your cell phone. You can do those little things. But to your point, there was a realtor that got up at the private Solari event and said she's she has started in her realty business out in Utah. She sells homesteading acreage plots and she's got more business than she knows what to do with.